1: inside sports with reed wilkins is brought to you by james h brown and associates alberta injury lawyers go to jameshbrown.com
0: in the second period no score kings and islanders 13 minutes into the game in Winnipeg. It's already 4 1. Avalanche leading the Jets. In the second, Hurricanes up 2-zip on the Senators. Canadians lead the Flyers 3-0. Minnesota and Toronto in a 1-1 tie. Also in the second period, Sabres with a 2-0 lead. On the Panthers, Alex Tuck has his 28th of the season. Live at the U of A tonight, Golden Bears and UBC, game one of a best-of-three Canada West semifinal. Oilers tomorrow morning on 6.30, Chad, 9 a.m. for the face-off show. Puck will drop at 10.30 as they take on Columbus. And I'm pleased to be joined by Ian Reed, the longtime athletic director here at the U of A. How many years did you do that job, Ian? Well, I've worked at the U of A
1: for 33 years. Uh, I took 10 years off to be a a prof and uh, all that kind of thing. So 23 years as athletic director, I guess. 23, that's amazing.
0: Well, what did you teach when you went to be a prof?
1: I taught sport management and uh, basic coaching courses and a grad coaching course and uh, volunteer management course, which I got fired from because I was very bad at that one. So, but it's so it's good to, it's good to know they have some standards. At so least. yeah, they fired you and promoted you back to athletic director. Absolutely, yeah, yeah <laughs> best best gig ever.
0: All right, and now uh, you've stepped away from being the AD, but you're still. Uh, do we just call you what needs to be done in yeah. the athletic department? Pretty Absolutely, much? yeah,
1: yeah. That's about what it is right now. Yeah, okay. most of most of it's just doing the doing the financial stuff because the university restructuring when we lost all of our financial people basically. So I kind of took that on. Okay.
0: Well, I appreciate you joining me tonight. You and I have talked uh, several times over the years, and uh, i I'm so excited to be here. I mean, I love coming to U of A games uh i I, I love my job but i tell people sometimes the one disadvantage is you don't get to go to as many u of a oil kings or things like that as you like because i'm on air till eight or the others are playing so obviously i'm doing that so i'm thrilled to be here tonight tell me about canada west and the u of a if you want to talk about hockey specifically or just sports in general sort of you have you have you had to bounce back crowd wise and interest wise from the pandemic year Uh, The bounce back's been incredibly good. I I think
1: our crowds are better this year than they've ever been in our history, to be honest. Uh, It's been amazing. Uh, Our crowds at Saville for basketball and volleyball are up, got to be up 50 to 75 percent from what they were before the pandemic. Um, And I'm not really sure why. I think people got really anxious to get back up and get to see some things and uh, so i don't know if it's like that in in the other schools i don't know if it's like that in the other sports in the city because this is pretty much what i see but yeah the crowds have been really really good and and the students have taken to bears hockey like they just love it, and uh, we've had great crowds from the students, and they always love the end of the game. They build the beer pyramids, and the players knock it down, and sometimes the other team knocks it down, and that isn't good. Anyway, no, it's been great, read. It's really been good. The crowds have been fantastic. Well, I
0: talked to Sven Budenstrand before the game, and he mentioned the beer pyramid. Yeah. So the, vi- the visiting teams know that it's there. <laughs> so, yeah, it's in their heads like, uh, a little bit, I guess. The, uh, the significance of... I guess the ongoing significance because he was here and then he went to the orders and now he's back you know just what Ian herber has meant to this program like his his resume is is so impressive and he comes here and you know they're competitive they're well they're not competitive they're excellent year after year
1: yeah well his I mean his resume is impressive because he's impressive and you know he's a very very intelligent guy very thoughtful very hard-working guy he knows what he wants uh you know i think he's obviously as good a coach as you're going to find at any level i think um and he's a he's a real uh, you know when he was a student he was a really good student he was an academic all canadian all the time Uh, He he had great marks. He was a really he was a real leader. And so he knows what it takes uh, To play at this level and he knows what the kids can get out of it if they're if they're the right kind of uh, Right kind of players and I think that's a huge part of it just to understand uh what university hockey is all about and and his he and stan have a goal of making sure every guy that comes here has a chance to go to the next level whatever that next level that they want to do is but that's their goal they try to find guys that are this is not hey the end of the road this is another step towards something else and to me that you need a coach like ian herbers for players to believe that
0: that's possible well, Derek Ryan, back up to 10 goals. Again, former <laughs> U of A Golden Bear gets the double digits almost every year. So he's I think a, he's I think a great he, player. I think he graduated just before he had started coaching. But, yeah. but I still think that's a feather in well, the We've had other program. great coaches too. You yeah, know, so, he have yeah. had some pretty good coaches yeah. along the way. Yeah. I might know the son of one of them pretty good. <laughs> Works for the Elks now. Um, yeah. what, uh, tell me about your reaction when you guys see Matt Berlin play a little bit for the Oilers a few weeks ago. Well, I just thought they handled it so well,
1: you know. I just thought it was, I was sitting watching the game and I was thinking, what do you think the chances are that they'll put them in? And I thought, but then, you know, the other team's going to get pissy about it because, you know, you're showing us up or whatever. And I thought they handled it so well because they talked to the players. I'm sure the players had a a feel for what the other players on the other team would feel like. So they didn't just, you know, do it just as as a stunt or something, right? And it's just such a marvelous opportunity for a kid to be able to go in and have that experience and it was done in the right way uh, by the oilers which was the nice part i thought
0: yeah that was pretty cool ian reed joining us tonight on inside sports we're live at clear drake arena uh, as ian was telling you a long athletic director here at the u of a stepped away from the role was it august you said yeah but still heavily involved in the athletic program okay uh we're, we're here at the hockey game but uh, it's a it's a big sports weekend. What else is happening uh, for U of A? Because you're hosting a couple other pretty big events, games this weekend.
1: Yeah, we have Bears volleyball playing against the University of Manitoba. Today is the second game of best of three. They schlacked Manitoba pretty well last night. They're ranked number one in the country. Uh, they're, it's a very, very good program. They're defending national champions. Uh, so it's, you know, it's, a, it's a big weekend for them to finish that. If they win that, then they'll host the Final Four here next weekend and uh, have a shot at going to nationals again. So that's a big one. Wrestling is happening right now in the main gym. Uh, we've got a really good shot at winning uh, both national championships in men's and women's the women's program right now looks like it's uh, in the they're in the middle of the competition they look like they're doing a little better than the bears but i think they both have a shot and that's in the main gym Uh, on the road is swimming at national championships track and field is at canada west championships pandas basketball is in the final four at uh, saskatoon and if they win that game i think they'll go to nationals if they win that game against saskatchewan Uh, pandas hockey it was here this afternoon they played the second game of a best of three after having lost their game this afternoon so that kind of sums up a, a weekend full of stuff
0: yeah mount royal uh two nothing win over the pandas this afternoon So we'll see if the Pandas can stay alive tomorrow. Ian, when you, uh, this is is the big question, right? Like when you look back on your tenure and how university sports has changed or evolved, what's a key change or two where you say, okay, I can actually look at that over the timeline of my career and say this specific thing has changed quite drastically?
1: Well, a couple things. One is there's a lot more schools in Canada West. When I started there was 6 and now there's 17. Right. That, that's a big difference. Um don't get me started on that <laughs> by the way. That's a big difference. The the other thing I think is are, are programs like tennis and curling and, and golf that were added. Women's, uh, you know, in my time women's wrestling was added, women's rugby was added, women's hockey was added. Um, there's a lot more gender equity now than there was there's a lot more fantastic female athletes than there were the quality of the female athletes is far higher than it was 30 years ago um i think that's a big change that people probably you know unless you've been around a long time don't see um and things like adding adding tennis for example tennis uh adding university tennis has basically changed the face of tennis in canada because there's a lot of kids between 16 and 24 years old that continue to play tennis now they would have quit and waited until they were a senior citizen and played old man doubles. So there's a lot of things that have changed the landscape of, and curling. I mean, curling, you know that at at the briar, there's seven ex-bears playing in the briar, right? I mean, it's unbelievable what's happened there and changed the way it used to be the Ed Wernick show, you know, the beer drink and they'd smoke a few cigarettes and go out on the ice. Now the curlers are all like 28, 32 years old. They're all working out. They're playing every day. They're playing pro. Big changes that way, and a lot of it, a lot of that's been driven by university curling because it, it moved that age uh, a lot lower. So there's, you know, when you've been around a long time, you see those kinds of big changes, and and those are the things that I've seen. And and like I said, women's I think women's sport at university is the biggest. Uh, the biggest change because it's really really good stuff
0: when, when how long has there been women's hockey now was it late 90s it started
1: late late 90s they just had the 25th year reunion of women's hockey uh the pandas so hockey. that's
0: 98 then okay. yeah
1: and then it came in because of the olympics remember they added right. women's hockey in the yeah. olympics and when that was added then most of us that weren't completely asleep at the switch figured out okay they're going to need players from somewhere right and the university should jump on board and we should uh, develop those players which we're not doing because uh <laughs> they're all coming out of the ncaa well which that's is what i was
0: <laughs> going to ask you how because because men's hockey is different right because yeah. uh a lot of these players in this game tonight are gonna to have played in the Western Hockey League. So they're coming to to Canada West to U Sports at twenty, twenty one, maybe twenty two if they tried Europe for a little bit or something like that. Yeah. For the and then the Kale McCars of the world might go junior A for a year, light it up in Brooks and then well he did there's one of those. There's, there's one Kale McCars. <laughs> but but you know, you see the guys yeah. you do A J H L, maybe you know, go to Michigan, wherever yeah. and then go to the NHL that way. So it's a different path. To me, and I, correct me if I'm wrong, it seems like there's much more competition for, fee- cana- for Canadian female hockey players because they can, they can go either side of the border yeah. right just as easily. Exactly.
1: Yeah, and the, and the uh, yeah, you, you got all the, the men's thing. You got absolutely right. I don't need to repeat that. The women, uh, the top female players are very hard for us to keep, and uh, and they do go to the NCAA. The the you know they, they get a full ride there we we can't give them a full ride they, there is that that uh mystique of the ncaa their facilities are pretty awesome you know there, there's some reasons that they go um so there's a lot of competition for those players and you know we we are not winning that battle and we should be winning that battle and okay, it so upsets me that, that we had a pilot project in place that allowed us to go with with uh, a full ride and U sports just annihilated that program and it's we're no longer allowed to do that which i think is the biggest step backwards in women's sport in this country and i don't think most people even know about it so
0: well yeah i don't know much about it so i'm (coughs) glad you brought that because so the full ride is not that there's not funding available it's that u sports isn't allowing it correct so uh, so a full ride you mean you mean all the schooling paid for for four years
1: and tuition and books and room and board and everything everything. everything's paid for here
0: so a pandas hockey player
1: what's the most they can get uh tuition and fees so let's call it roughly seven thousand dollars okay and and then in the u.s they'll get all their room and board and everything paid for etc etc so that that is a big advantage for the ncaa schools but on top of that you know they're they, they bring them down there they give them they give them a really big show and right and, and they, they recruit really hard But
0: why can't u sports at least match the full ride the full part of the full ride because
1: people believe first of all their argument was it doesn't work they're leaving anyway And i said well great u of a will keep giving them full rides then because if it doesn't work why would you care um (laughs) they they didn't like that argument very much so i said so but but the uh it's there's a lot of places where they just are not making the effort to raise the money and you have to raise the money because the universities don't provide the money it has to be alumni donors sponsors we have to fundraise that money so a lot of school, most of the schools just don't want to raise the money. They just don't want to do the work, or okay. they don't think they can do the work. They don't want. They they just believe that then a few pl- a few of the best players will go to the schools that'll do the work, and uh, you know they they just want to bring us. They want to bring everybody down to a lower level and be more equitable. That's what that's what happens in the voting in university right, sport in the is, country. It's okay. a voting
0: issue. See, I, and I don't want to put you in a bad spot here, but that's part of my issue. And as you know, I did uh pandas and bears basketball play by play for i think i think i did seven years i did six or seven years and even during that time it went from like 10 teams to 14 in basketball now there's 17 and, and some of these teams are never going to be good never <laughs> they're, no, now, they're not just being not, good. They're they're just really not good they're really bad so why are they in the same league <laughs> like okay in the ncaa you know when it comes to basketball some conferences are just better now at the end of the year tournament hey let's put a let's put 68 teams in and play them down and maybe like why can't you split why can't there be a hockey conference with us calgary sask unb the eight powerhouse teams and then a nationals with okay the really good teams are seated higher they play some minnows along the way maybe there's an ups like why can't that happen
1: (laughs) because it's a democracy and every school has one vote And there's a lot more little schools now than there is big schools and there's a lot more pressure from the little schools for for the better schools to be worse so (laughs) so they'd rather bring the 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 better schools down than the the other schools come up and that's just a they, they would they would say no ian that's not true but you you show me what you do and i'll tell you what you believe Right? Right. I just watch what you do, and I can tell what you believe. It doesn't matter what you say. It's what you do. And what they do when it comes to voting and, and making decisions is is they they bring everything down. Like next year in basketball, they want 16 teams in the playoffs. Some of the teams in the playoffs will have won one game or none, maybe. Sorry, in a 17-team league. In a 17-team league, 16 they teams are going to be— to make the playoffs. And they're all going to go to one place and play— and they are going to have a single knockout elimination tournament at one place. Now, we can't even host it because we have volleyball going on. We can't host 16 teams in Edmonton. But some places think they can, like Lethbridge and Calgary and Mount Royal, all get together and they'll all go down there and play. That's the epitome, the absolute epitome of let's all just have fun and make the playoffs. And we'll get to the playoffs. And last year... We had a last year. There was a similar format because of COVID. Right. We won the first game by fifty points. Now, when you win a basketball game by fifty points, of course, it could have been eighty because you don't try to score once you're forty ahead, right? Right. You can't have games in the playoffs where one team's beating the other one by fifty. It just goes to show you that that's the wrong and, format. So what you're talking yes. about is all of this, all of this uh, growth has diluted the product at a lot of the places to the point where it's just not watchable
0: see and i and look some there always has to be a last place team i'm not saying every you know there's always going to be a first place team and a last place team but and to me if if fans are thinking okay pick a city other than edmonton oh the canada west women's tournament is here maybe i'll go to a game saturday what happened yesterday oh there was a score that was 112 to 42. why would you go the next day you're assuming it's all going to be that lopsided even though it's not going to be like that that's to me seeing those lopsided scores and that's my problem with some of canada west basketball you have the good schools and now the good plus the good schools don't always even play each other every year. No, there's too many teams to do a full round robin. They don't. Well, you are really getting me irritated here. Well, I was in a, there, such a good mood usually. There, there was the the there were
1: scores there was a, a weekend this year where one team beat the other one and first the first game is 123 to 28. 123 to 28. Like that's if you're fun for in, anybody. if you're in that game, how, how do you even I, a guy would never play again. Yeah. I would just quit. I would go take up ping pong. Yeah, how do you gauge? I'll, I'll take ping pong. How,
0: how does even the better team gauge how good they are? <laughs> well, it's, it's just like, yeah, I don't know. It's okay. ridiculous. Uh, now speaking anyway. of that, though, to bring it full circle back to this game, uh, UBC, for my memory, usually wasn't very strong in hockey. I don't think, for, but for I, a long we got to we, we give Sven, a, Sven, some credit though. I think. Sven Booth and Shawn, their coach. Well,
1: since he's been there, they've been very good. And they certainly beat us here. I can't remember how many years ago it was. They beat us 2-1 to one in the... 2020 right before the... I think bench. it was the yeah. third game. and Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, they, they, they play, they're a good team now. They're a very good team. They're competitive. They can win any game that they're in. Um, and it's got to be basically him because it changed when he got there. So yeah. I don't know him, but I, I think in university sport, a lot of it... Does come down, you know, if you're in a, if you're in a, a school that people want to go to, let's put it that way, like he is at UBC. They, uh, you have a good coach, and you're going to get uh, you're going to get some good athletes.
0: Ian, uh, I kept you longer than I meant to, but I really enjoyed our chat. I, I learned a lot, and I. Uh, got some new opinions about you <laughs> sports so thanks for that it's a pleasure to see you thanks for all the work
1: well and you know, know those are only my opinions got you got editorialized to realize get, but you've brought
0: out the- you've made me form some opinions as <laughs> not a everybody
1: in the world would agree with me you know and, and it's unfortunate they're wrong but uh, you know what can i do about that this is inside sports on Kay. 630 shed thanks a lot reed You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader. 630
0: Chad. Okay, live at Claire Drake Arena tonight. Puck's going to drop in about seven minutes. Game one, Golden Bears against UBC. Best of three, Canada West semifinal series. The winner, of course, goes to the Canada West final series and also gets a spot in nationals. The other semifinal has game two tonight. And uh, it was an upset in game one last night. Saskatchewan winning on the road 5-3 against Calgary. So uh, Dino's number one team in the country. They are on the ropes tonight. Good to have Ian Reed on the show. I, I enjoy talking you, sports. You know, I'm at, the, I'm at the rink here today hanging out. You heard Sven Boutenshaw say it. People still say it. Well, you know, Canada West hockey is, uh, you know, it's underrated. It's the best kept secret in the city. I don't know if it is, because people keep saying that, so it can't really be a secret. And the crowds have been pretty good this year. Like, I don't think there's an Edmonton sports fan that doesn't recognize uh, U of A hockey is is pretty special. But it was interesting talking to Ian, and and I've always been of the belief, why can't we have to really drive up the... Because, look, no one wants to see the Golden Bears beat a Team 11-2, you know, the bottom couple teams in the league sure it's entertaining to see your team win but what if weekend after weekend okay so the golden bears are opening the season against calgary and then the next weekend they're at unb and then they're uh, you know home to saskatchewan and then the next weekend uh, you know they're they're at western or who's who's ever good in ontario i mean what if the top eight teams could be in, in a league and you know, then Nationals could include the second divisions, but they would get the lower seeds, and you'd, you'd, you'd have to play your way through it like they do in the NCAA men's and women's basketball tournaments in the States. I just, to, to me, there'd be more interest if you put more into the higher levels of the sport or the, the higher levels of the league. That That's how I would change it if I ever got to run U-sports. But again, no one can do that because as Ian said, each team gets one vote. But t- like, I, to me, there'd, there'd be as much interest as there is maybe more than there is in Major Junior. If like weekend after weekend, the Golden Bears were taking on other you know title level contenders now they are playing one this weekend which is going to be fun seven o'clock tonight and uh if you can't come tonight tomorrow at seven if they need game three it is sunday at seven we'll catch up with kelly rudy inside sports on six thirty 30